everybody and welcome back to the local feed show. My name is Akila and our guest today is Juliana Iskandar. Juliana is the co-founder and editor of the amazing Gaia magazine and she is absolutely full of light, love and positivity. On this episode, we talked about Gaia magazine and how one decision can open up room to many more opportunities in achieving her dreams, telling stories, and how important it is to speak your mind and have an opinion even if it's a controversial topic, and of course, how to achieve your dreams no matter how bold it is. Before we get to it, if you want to support us, there's a few ways you can do so. You can share an episode with a friend, or subscribe to our YouTube channel, Spotify, or even iTunes. If this is not your first episode, we truly appreciate the time taken for you to listen to these amazing stories. We really appreciate you. Thanks for being here. So, without further ado, remember, be bold and stay inspired. Here is the gloriously amazing Juliana Iskandar. Juliana for joining us today as one of our esteemed guests. You're awesome. <laughs> Thank you. We'd love to get to know more about you. Okay, so just to start off, alright, just tell us a little bit, you know, about yourself and what you do on a day-to-day basis. Wow. Okay, uh, my name is Juliana Iskander. I what do I do on a daily basis? A lot of things actually. Um, I run a digital marketing agency. Okay. So that's my bread and butter, but I am also the founder of Gaia Magazine, so that is my baby. Awesome, because <laughs> that's the one that I really want to dive into today. Sure. Just with the part where you know, you're the founder of Gaia Magazine, hmm. tell us your story. Well, what is the story behind the magazine? Gaia means style, right, in Malay. So when I started it, and to be honest, it wasn't really my idea to start this anyways, uh, my uncle came to me with this idea because uh, he runs a, a publishing company. Okay. And he has tons of trade magazines under his house. And um, he came to me with this idea of a consumer magazine. So I said, okay, let's do a fashion magazine, something lifestyle, something geared towards women, you know, because Hello. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, me. Um, yeah, and uh, it started from there. I had just come back from Qatar after living there for like five years. Okay. So I had time on my hands, so I'm starting my own company, you know, and said, okay, let's do this. Okay. Um, yeah, that's how it started. You know, it was actually geared towards the local community, just for Singapore. That's why it was named Gaia, a Malay word, something we can understand and can resonate with. Um, I didn't know that it would go like international, you know. Wow. I really, really honestly, I didn't know. That was not my plan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was just for a local, you know, publication or, you know, for the local scene to kind of be a platform to showcase uh, local entrepreneurs and local talent. Cool. You know, because we have so many. Okay. You know, we have yeah, so many yeah. people who are coming up with um, halal cafes or, you know, um, I don't know, new modest fashion brands and, they're all like 
quiet in the you know little mm-hmm. bubble, and I wanted to kind of showcase that that beauty and that that entrepreneurial spirit. That's awesome. Cool. So you did mention that it was supposed to be a local publication, and then now it has gone international. So tell us a little bit of that. Like, uh, like, what's the stats like now? <laughs> Which countries are people actually reading Gaia? Um, US, the UK, wow, okay. Europe, Australia. Wow. That's our biggest market. That's yeah. huge. Okay. All over Asia as well? All over Asia, uh, primarily Singapore and Malaysia. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how do you track this? Like, you know, do you have like a you can see it before actually go on and then and, 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 uh, yeah. you touch base with your readers. Yes. How do you... uh, I touch base a lot with our writers actually okay. because a lot of our content are written by women. Okay. We don't have like yeah. a team of writers. Mm-hmm. I, you know, we literally open the doors to whoever wants to write. Okay. You know, whether they have a story to tell, yeah. whether they have a new business venture. Yeah. It's so exciting. Yeah. So um yeah, it's just open to everybody, you know, and that's how I touch that's how I know where they're from. They okay. Cool. So how did that actually come about then? Like, you know, when you first started it, you wrote your own articles first and then how did that happen? Okay, so what was the timeline mm. for Gaia? Like when you first started, you came back from Qatar and then wow. <laughs> came back from Qatar, I you know, everything went in motion, it was so quick. Um, December 2013 was our first issue, Rushed okay. by Matt. <laughs> cool, that's now like nearly five years now, huh? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so exciting. So, um, yeah, I wrote everything uh, by myself uh, at the time. At the start. At the start, yeah. yeah. And then I think around like the third issue, second or third, I started getting a lot of these international uh, interest. Wow. So we started getting a lot of people writing in saying, can I tell my story? You know, yeah. I have a story to tell. Especially in such a, you know, uh, social climate that we live in today. Yeah, people yeah. have, they, I don't know, they, they, they want to write something or tell their story as a form of like a catharsis. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think we, you know, thankfully, we, we provide a safe platform okay. for their stories to be told. Cool. So, <clears throat> in about the third issue, it just somehow grew. So that wasn't part of the plan. No, <laughs> my God. What was the initial plan then? Like, you know, if you were to look back, like in 2013, when you first started writing all the articles yourself. Honestly? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I swear. Awesome. Yeah. Because um, when I started, it was like, like I said, you know, I had my blinders on. I was like, okay, this is going to be for Singapore market. So who do I target? Okay, you know, and I had my list. But by the third issue, I had interest from the UK first. So I had a lot of, um, you know, modest fashion brands coming and saying, can I be featured? Or bloggers to say, oh, can I write? And I thought, mm-hmm. but my blinders were on. So I was like, no, but this is only for Singapore. Oh, no, how? Uh. And then, um, and with the word, with the name Gaia, I thought, Mm-hmm. Do you sort understand like a, yeah, You know, yeah. but I think language is it's just beyond that. Think, hey, you know, it, it was so amazing. It transcended that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So I opened the door. Okay, let me ride the wave and see what happens from yeah. here, right? So yeah, they came in and uh, boom, here we are today. There you go. That is a really awesome. It's it a snowball. Yeah, so amazing. And we have amazing people that's the thing, you know. Yeah. And I'm so glad. I'm so blessed to have these people in their life. Great. That's awesome. Alright, we'll touch on those people that you work with on a daily basis, okay? okay? <laughs> For now, alright. So, you mentioned that, you know, Gaia, the word Gaia. Mm. So, tell us a little bit about Gaia. What is Gaia? Well, like, we cover a lot of different angles as well. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned entrepreneurial, you know, we support entrepreneurs and things like that, okay? Yeah. 
So why don't you tell us what is Gaia and any other like is it somehow fashion? Ah, yeah. Because when someone uh, you know hears the Gaia, they'll be like, oh, I think this is a bit fashionish. Mm-hmm. So tell us. Well, it started as a fashion, you know, uh, magazine. So Gaia means style, and we wanted to uh, showcase a lot of new modest fashion. And it's not like your typical um, Muslim fashion. And I, I want to be clear: there's mm-hmm. the difference between Muslim fashion and modest fashion. Okay. Muslim fashion, you're talking about anything pertaining to, you know, um, following the religious, you know, dictated by religions and that's not okay. religious. But <clears throat> if you talk about modesty, that's subjective. Modesty yeah. can be three quarters. It can be short sleeves. It's up to you, whatever yeah. you know you derive as modest. Mm-hmm. So modesty it doesn't necessarily mean the hijab either. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't have the hijab, that's fine. So a lot of times people ask me, oh, you know, do you need a model that wears a hijab? No, we're yeah. a modest fashion magazine. We're not Muslim fashion magazine. Yes, So um, yeah, we focus on fashion, but we use fashion to talk about. When we started, it was purely, you know, like we had the makings of a traditional magazine, you know, fashion, beauty, food, health, blah blah blah. Yeah, you know. But after the third issue, I felt like something was missing. You know, like it didn't have a heart to me. It didn't mm. have some substance. It didn't have a story. <clears throat> so in the third issue, I decided to write my own personal story. Okay, something about. Struggling with my identity and my faith, you know, my background, you know, my journey. I was so scared to put it out because I love to write, but yeah. I always kept it to myself. Yeah. And I thought, oh, okay, let's just give it a try out. So I put it in, I call this title Inspired, like as if I was going to inspire people. No. Yeah. <laughs> but you are. Yeah, well, you know, at that time I was like, mm, okay, never mind, let's just name it Inspire for now. Uh, yeah, put it out there and it resonated so many people from around the world and I was so amazed. People writing me saying, oh, we love your story, can I write my story? So that's how it snowballed. People wanting to come up and say, I have a story to tell. Yeah. Can, yeah. can you feature me? Can, yeah. can, can I tell my story? Whatever it may be, struggle with faith, struggle with identity, struggling with racism in your own country. Yeah. You know? And yeah, those were controversial topics, but I was like, if we don't touch on it, then we'll never explore this. Is that okay? Wow, that's, that's really awesome. So from your story, it actually opens up opportunities for people to tell their story. So how does that make you feel? Like, you know, you said that, you know, you went out to inspire, but... I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so how, like, okay, so how did you... You know, how, like, what is the why? So now after that third issue, what is the why that actually led you to let others tell their story from your own experience. Why we should tell yeah. the story? Well, <clears throat> I think through storytelling, we kind of break down that barrier between other people. Because when we see, you know, uh, let's say, okay, um, a non-Muslim sees a Muslim, mm. right? they'll be like, mm, a little bit, you know, with such, you know, social climate that we live in, we kind of feel a bit uh, uncertain. But we tell a story, we break down that barrier, we go deep into the soul of the person and we see them who they are, not what we see on the outside. And that starts a conversation, that starts a friendship beyond what we see on the outside. 
Cool. And that's a very important point, isn't it? Like, you know, it starts a conversation and it starts a friendship because can we need more of that? Like, yes, we need love. Yeah, for sure. Talking about that because, you know, you did mention about Muslim fashion yep. and modest fashion. Yep. Was that ever a problem like at the start when people somehow be like, oh, Gaya is just another Muslim magazine. Mm-hmm. So how did you actually overcome that? Actually, there's two points. Okay. One part, <clears throat> sorry, you have people who are saying this is a Muslim fashion yeah. or Muslim magazine, and then you have another camp that says you're not Muslim enough. Okay. Because you know you have women who wear the turban, or you have women who supposedly not wear the hijab, right? You know that sort of thing. Yeah. And the way I look at it is, it's up to your own perspective. It's mm-hmm. up to your own judgment. We don't judge. Yeah. Right. All we can do is accept, respect, and love. Yeah. Okay. That's how I see things. Okay, but how about your readers? How do they? So are they usually very open-minded? Like, what kind of readers do you normally get? Thankfully, we're you know we do get a lot of open-minded okay. readers. Yeah. So, so has that kind of evolved over the years when you first started, or has it always been your target market has always been that open-minded? Some of people who doesn't really you know whatever camp you belong in. They just really stand in the middle. Um, it's always been open-minded. Okay. And that's the beauty of it. And that's quite um, surprising. Okay. Um, you would think that you know you have people who are very strict or very you know in a certain way. Yeah. You know? mm. But actually, no. We okay. all we all love fashion. We all love. We all want to be pretty. We all love makeup. We all love you know dressing up. And I think that at the core of it, that you know pulls us together. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> we'll talk about controversies oh. a little later on. Okay. <laughs> let, let's, let's let's talk about running a magazine. Okay. Oh, so fine. you manage editors. You know, you manage people who write, and, and and you edit them. Okay. How does that how does that work on a on a daily basis? So when when you have your own writers now, crazy. Okay. So how do, how, what's the process like? Um. Okay. We used to be a monthly magazine. Okay. Uh, but now we've cut down to bi-monthly. So every once every two months. Okay. Because it's just too, too overwhelming, okay. you know. And we have so many stories. So I'd rather pack it all in a bigger package, you know, after yeah. two months. Um, and it is also to give them more time to write their stories. Because a lot of times these um, you know writers, entrepreneurs, bloggers, they have their own lives. Yeah. You know, they have their own businesses to run, families to take care of, schools, some of that are still students, you know, you never know. So we give them more time to write. Of course more be the time for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, how does it go? We honestly it's chaotic. It's okay. just, you know what, anybody who wants to write, send in, you know, your pitch. I will look at it and if I see that it's a story to it's an interesting story, I kinda I say yes or I kinda gear it towards a certain direction. Yeah. And then they'll come back to me. Okay. That's it. It's very easy, very free and easy, honestly. Awesome. And do you have like a pool of regular writers or does it constantly change? Oh it constantly changes. Okay. okay. Constantly changes. You know. Okay. Uh, I have people who, you know, come in and have written for us for like a few issues, but I do have a lot of new ones. Okay. Well, is that a problem looking for people to write? Thankfully, no. No, wow, yeah, okay. Thankfully, no. There are days, I won't lie, where I'll sit in the office going, Oh no, where is my Oh no, I don't have enough content. And I'll start like searching and everything. 
But as the I don't know how it'll just fall into place. Thankfully, yeah. when it comes to like almost the end, uh, you know, our timeline, they will come and you know suddenly I'll have more than what I what need. need oh. And I'll be like, okay, <laughs> time to cut it down now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. That's great. All right. So you know, sometimes yeah, things just fall into place, isn't things it? Things always work yeah. out. It's you true. Know, don't when you least expect it. Yes. Yeah, that's a really good advice. Because, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna ask for more of your advice later on as well. Okay, so you work with women. Okay, yes. so pretty much, you know, the, all your writers are women. Okay, so yeah. what are your thoughts about collaboration between women? Yeah, you know, in your perspective, do we need more of that? Like, how do you feel it's evolving? Do women support women these days, or do they just kind of <laughs> like, I really don't like you. You just, you know. Funny you should ask that. I just had a conversation with my friend about that the other day. Um, we were saying that thankfully at this point there are a lot of uh, collaborations among them, and that's a good thing. That's yeah. a good start, right? But I think we need more. Okay. Honestly, I think we need more. And one thing that my friend and I shared the other day was we realized that there was very little, or maybe not any mentorship. Do you realize? Oh yeah, yeah. Like right. no, no, like no. Women mentoring, right? Women, yeah, right. Yeah. Don't have. Like, <clears throat> um, she was asking me, you know, in my past, uh, who have has have, have been my mentors. I looked back, and I was like, oh yeah, they've all been guys. Mm-hmm. You know, they've all been men. My bosses, my managers, who have taken me under their wings and I'm going to teach you this. Yeah. But I never had a woman mentor. Like, yeah. yeah. That's actually quite true. Uh-huh. I think we need more. Okay. Okay. Where do you feel like your role is in that kind of um, mentoring moment? Do you feel like you could, you can do more of trying to mentor other ladies? Um. Honestly, and I'll be very honest. Yeah. Here, yeah. I don't know if I am at that level where I can bring someone under my wing and mentor her because I'm constantly. Yeah. I'm constantly, you know, evolving. Yeah. I don't know if I have the tools yet, mm-hmm. but I hope so. I mean, uh, I do hope to bring or help other young women mm-hmm. in, in starting out. Oh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can, but yeah, yeah. I'm sure you can. Like, you know, like, yeah. I mean, all of us are constantly learning. I think yeah. we always have something that we can bring towards. Yes. And I think that's the one thing that we have to. Uh, you know, um, bring up more, you yeah. know, uh, raise awareness. We're always learning. We're never at the peak. Yeah. You know, we never, we never stop learning. We're always evolving. We're always changing. We're always, I mean, social climates change. We adapt. Yeah, yeah, sure. Just like your magazine, right? I mean, yes, <coughs> we've adapt. You know, we constantly adapt. We started out wanting to be a, a local platform, and look at where we are, where we are today. Yeah. And along the way also, you know, at first I was a bit um, afraid to touch on controversial topics. Mm. But with today's social climate, you cannot stay away from it. Yeah, yeah. So we're always evolving. We make mistakes. Yeah. I won't lie. Yeah. We do make mistakes. Yeah. But we always bounce back and we always uh, try again. I think that's, that's the way to go. That's the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah, that is. Talking about controversial topics. Let's get into that. <laughs> Since <Okay>. we won't. <laughs> Share with us maybe one or two pieces of article in your platform that is a little bit more controversial and how do you deal with that? Like what happened and how did you actually deal with that? Okay. 
Mm, well, I think one example I can give was um, is, is uh, an article we published a few months ago, uh, whereby a brand created a scarf, okay, and called it a pride scarf, so it's like a rainbow scarf, yeah, to um, raise awareness for um, marriage equality, okay, in their country. And it was a scarf, it was a Muslim designer. They came to us and we were like, oh, how do we do this? You know? Personally, I thought it was a beautiful story. Yeah. But would I want to put it out there? You yeah. know, with, um, you know, talking about the LGBTQ community because many religions, not just Islam, kind of frowned upon, yeah. upon them. <clears throat> Whatever your personal belief may be, you know, uh, that is a controversial topic. Mm -hmm. uh, and whichever religion you come from, you know, it's uh, a controversial topic. Yeah. So, I won't lie, it took me three months to decide. Oh, wow. It took me a long time. I was like, toying with the idea, toying with the idea. And I asked a lot of friends, and I asked my cousins, and should I write this story? Yeah. It was a beautiful story, but how do I do this? Da -da -da. And he said, in your heart of hearts, would you be able to sleep at night knowing that you didn't tell the story? And I was like, no. And so I approached it gingerly <laughs> and told it from the aspect of the brand, as opposed to us, you know, endorsing. So we're not endorsing, yeah. you know, anything. We're yeah. not, we're on a neutral ground. Yeah. We're just telling the story. Okay. Okay. Wow, that's that can be really quite scary, isn't it? Was. Thank you. it was three months. Three months. And we put it on the cover. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so when that actually got published, mm -hmm. how was the reaction from your readers or even just mass public who don't necessarily read <laughs> your magazine and then Comments come from everywhere. So what happened? I would then? Camps, like, okay, you know there were yeah. people who said this is against religion, mm. blah blah blah, and then we had people who said no, love is love is love is love, and I'm like, okay, let's just be neutral, right? And I, it was so scary to be honest, um, but yeah, um, we approached it in a very neutral ground. Okay. We said, you know what? Everybody is entitled to their own opinions. Yeah. Um, you have an opinion, the other person has their opinion, let's talk about it. But let's not bring in hate rhetoric. Let's have a healthy conversation about this. And, uh, yeah, thankfully, everything was okay. <laughs> great, that's great. The, it built up some conversations though. Which is good, and that's mm. what we want. Mm -hmm. um, in the latest issue, just you know, the one that we published, we have another controversial issue. Share with us. It's about race. So okay. a brand decided to come up with this campaign, advertising campaign, to look for ambassadors from all around the world. Um, but they wanted minorities, mm. people not who aren't necessarily seen in mainstream media. Okay. So in their campaign, was no whites allowed. Yeah. So it was like, whoa, wow, okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay. That sounds racist. Yeah. But if you dig deeper, they were actually trying to create a healthy conversation around this, around um, minority 
artists yes. who may not necessarily be seen in the fashion industry or in mainstream media. And that's all he wanted to do. It wasn't like a racist campaign to say, okay, we're never going to promote you know, Caucasians. No. Yeah. It was just to flip the conversation or to give the opportunity. The way I see it is they wanted to give the opportunities to the minorities who may not necessarily have been given the opportunities. Yeah. yeah. That's what that is. Because it's just like the other way around. Exactly. Yeah. So when the tables turned, yeah. you can imagine who yeah. came up and who you know, voiced their opinion. And again, you have two different camps. Some said it was racist and you know, uh, they were being bigots and everything like that. But then on the other hand, you have people who say, no, this is empowering us. Yeah. Now you know how it feels on our end. Yeah. So again, <clears throat> it creates a healthy conversation, but we have to be mindful not to bring in hateful rhetoric. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it doesn't really matter which camp you actually yeah. fall into. Yes. As long as you, know, you create a healthy conversation, talk about it. Which is something that we need more of yes. to talk about. Yes. I t- How do you feel about that? Like, you know, do people talk enough? No. <laughs> what is your I, idea about that? I feel, um, unfortunately, maybe perhaps here, I think, I don't know. Um, in my personal opinion, um, we need to talk more. We do need to talk more. We do need to bring up more issues, uh, healthy conversations around these surrounding these issues. I think a lot of the times people get very um, emotional, and which is rightly so, you know, because it's such a personal attack, if you yeah. will. But we gotta take the emotion out of it and have, an, an, you know, again a healthy conversation. Yeah, and that's the start, I think. I hope we start to talk more. I hope we start to tell more stories. That is very, that's a very inspiring statement to <laughs> say. Because I'm sure there are people out there who's, who may or may not watch this right now, who has their own personal story, but they probably are a bit too afraid yeah. to talk about because it could potentially be controversial. Yeah. So how do you, do, do, have you ever got that? Like have you ever had like a writer who comes to you and be like, oh Juliana, I really want to write this, but I don't know. So how do you deal with this? I've been in that, to I've been in that space myself, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. <clears throat> I wrote one story about um, being in a toxic relationship. Okay. And it was, you know, I really poured myself mm. into this article. At that time, I didn't have, I didn't intend to publish it. You know, it was just for my own reading, just to, as a catharsis. Yeah. Um, and I was afraid, I was afraid, but then I thought, I think my story would be able to help other people. Yeah. Because it would resonate with other people somehow. And that would um, help them. In a way, you know, uh, yeah. So <clears throat> I do have a lot. Of, I do have had writers. I have had writers who come to me and say, "I have a story to tell, but I'm very scared." Mm. And I say, "Okay, um, take your time. We're, we're not pushing." You know, when you feel that your the time you know, you're ready and the time is right, then we'll publish it. Yeah. You know, but uh, and if you want to go anonymous, totally fine too. Would that be the advice you would give someone who's who starting out? 
who might have a story. Yeah. 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 Because because when I started, I put I didn't put my name on it. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So it was anonymous. Anonymous. Right. Yeah. Okay. But then you know, slowly but steadily, you know, you gain that little bit of courage and uh, strength to put your name on it. Yeah. Maybe. So yeah, I think to start off, if you want, and you are so like, you know, again going back to that story about the uh, LGBT. Article. If I cannot sleep at night yeah. knowing that my story is not told, then put it out. Yeah. But if you don't want to put your name on it, then just go anonymous for now. Okay. So, so would you say that your personal, I guess you, you, you developed personally as well over the last five years? I mean, coming from someone who wrote anonymous articles mm-hmm. and then somehow coming out mm-hmm. into public. Mm-hmm. Just running Gaia magazine, how has your personal life developed? A lot, without getting emotional. Oh, uh, it's okay. <clears throat> yeah, it has. <laughs> um, sure. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, well, when I started out, uh, like I said, when I started out Gaia, it was just a fashion magazine. You know, I was in it. I was like, okay, let's do this. You know, it'll be fun and da da da. But as time went on and as social climate changes, the magazine changes, we started talking about different topics, we adapted, um, I changed along the way, the magazine changed along the way, I changed along the way. If, hmm, if I may say, I think I put a lot of myself into every issue. Okay. You see a lot of my personality in there. Yeah. And <clears throat> So as it changes, I change as well. My views of the world, my view of people have changed. My view, my view of myself has yeah. changed. You know, um, I've gained a lot of confidence myself. Before this, I was very quiet, very reserved. Mm-hmm. You know, hell, I was a computer programmer sitting behind a desk every day. Coding. Yes, <laughs> coding, you know. But uh, it got me out of my shell. And as I told my story and other people's stories, it opened my eyes to a whole different world. And I realized that we're all very different. Mm-hmm. We seem different, we look different. Yeah. But our stories are the same. Our struggles are the same. Yeah. Um, and we can help one another. Sure. Irrespective of where we live, yeah. what we look like, who we are, what religion we come from, even. I actually come from a very mixed background. Okay. My <clears throat> I'm Muslim, but my father's family is Catholic. Oh wow. Yeah. My okay. father is a convert. Um and I was raised by his parents, by my grandparents, my paternal grandparents. So for the first twelve years of my life I lived in a very Catholic Come home with Jesus Christ and Mother Mary on the, on the wall. Wow. <laughs> you know? oh, okay. Altar in the kitchen, going to church. Of course, not to pray, you yeah. know, but they couldn't leave me alone at home. So they brought me out. Uh, and at, that, at such a young age, I was also exposed to different religions, different races. But I was never treated differently. Okay. You know, in our household, when my grandparents taught me that love is spoken to so many different languages. Yeah. You know, love is love. Yeah. And I think I put a lot of that into the issues as well, into the magazine. Okay. Hopefully. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's 
Thank you for sharing that. That's that's yeah, that's really that's that's sharing your heart. That's really lovely. Talking <laughs> about struggles. Okay, we're gonna go into struggle bit. Okay, because as an entrepreneur yourself, you are what? Share with us something that you struggle. Maybe something that you feel like the audience can resonate with. Something that you struggle with every day and still working on it. You know, doesn't need to be well resolved. Uh, to be honest, I now still struggle with depression a little bit. Okay. You know, I come across, and a lot of people have seen you know, have said to me, I come across as uh, you know, someone very bubbly, very yeah. outgoing, very extroverted. But personally, I'm quite introvert myself. Okay. Very reserved. Uh, <clears throat> and entrepreneurship or entrepreneurship is a lonely journey, really. Yeah. So I tend to be in my own little bubble. And of course, you know, when you you have your own business, you think about, you have to worry about so many different things, you know, finding sales, marketing, everything. You do everything yourself. So it's a lot of stress and sometimes get so down and got no one to talk to. Yeah. So I do sometimes get into my little bubble and uh, yeah, I go into depression sometimes. Okay. That's my struggle. And something I'm working on. Okay. Well. okay. So how are you dealing with it today? Like right now at this present moment. Mm, I write. Oh cool. Yeah, yeah because <laughs> definitely. Yeah. I, I feel write. like the sharing story really helped. Yes. Okay. It does. Um either well sometimes these stories don't get published because okay. from yeah. But writing things down for me mm. uh, helps a lot. Okay. It really does. I mean for other people maybe talking to someone or maybe doing like art or maybe going to the gym or something like that. Do something active. I do. I mean, I do go to the gym. But for me, my 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 main focus or the one thing that truly helps me is writing. Okay. Yeah. And just to share a little bit, um, mm. also since it's a little bit now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, cool. One other thing I struggle with, or another added, uh, another thing that adds to my depression is that I lost my grandmother recently. Okay. So, yeah, you know, I don't have her to talk to. Sorry to hear that. You know, every day is a, is a day yeah. to progress. Yes. But she was the one who said, tell your story. She oh, wow. was the one, yeah. She cool grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She was the one, there was one time I wrote um, a personal story about a toxic relationship. Okay. And I published it with my name. Wow. You know, okay. that's the first one I published with my name. So that the first article that is that wasn't anonymous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she read it. Okay. Okay. And she had other people telling her, oh, you know, she shouldn't have put it there, and blah 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 blah. My grandmother called me and said, You know these people are saying this? I was like, Yeah. Hold on. It's okay. You know, yeah. let them talk. Yeah. You said your piece and you needed to say your piece. Yeah. And your story will help other people out there, so that's a win. Mm. Don't let other people get you down. That's so awesome. That's such a good piece of advice. Because you know, my next question was, you oh. know, how how, how <laughs> would you how would you actually advise someone who's getting started and have their own personal struggles, especially starting out? You know, mm-hmm. yeah. What would you advise them? Would you say that would be it, or you have something in Juliana's oh. word? No, no. <laughs> Honestly, anything that I say is truly from her. Mm. You know? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whoever's starting out, um, I would say. 
go for it. I mean, if it's something that you truly, truly want to do and you find yourself, you can't sleep in that because you really want to do it. And yeah. That's how I felt. You know, you really want to do it, then just do it. Because yep. you only live once, right? Go be a woman. <laughs> sure, I know. <laughs> you know, and there will be struggles. It's not an easy road. I won't, sure. you know, I won't lie. It's not easy at all. You've got to have supportive people around you. Mm-hmm. You have to have, I mean, they're going to be naysayers, obviously. You know, yeah. Even today, I have people who, you know, tell me otherwise. You know, I go through that all the time. But if you have your own support system, people who can keep telling you, you can do it, you can do it. Yeah. That's all you have. That's all you need. That's all you need. Sure. Always believe in yourself. Yeah. Sometimes you don't. That's where your support system is. Yeah, there'll be days that you don't. Yeah, sure. many days. Yeah. <laughs> but that's where the support system comes in. Yeah. That's important. Great. That's very, very important. Talking about sports system, mm. so apt. Do you, who, who's, who's your role model? Who do you actually look up to to get you through the days? Or even, it could be anyone, like, you know. My grandmother. Great. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. so, you still somehow talk to her in your writings? I talk to her in the air. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some days I'm at home, I catch myself talking to her. Okay. Yeah. And no. Uh, that helps me. Mm. Because, she lived her life like an entrepreneur, to be honest. Okay. You know, back then when there was no such yeah, thing yeah, as that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, entrepreneur. Yeah. Well, she um she was a housewife, okay. Life, right? And when my grandfather died, um, she didn't know what to do. Like, mm. how is she gonna sustain herself and everything like that? So she started looking after children. I mean, she's looked after children all her life, and she thought, okay, maybe she'll start looking after children, getting the money from them, and. That was her, I think that was the start of her entrepreneurship. She didn't realize it was a business. Yeah. She yeah. was just giving back to community. Yeah. She was just doing something she loved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's how she sustained herself. So I think I learned a lot from her how to be tough, how to be strong. Yes, there are days you're gonna feel weak, you know, but you gotta have faith. You gotta have faith. I like that. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. You know, you gotta have faith. It's like talking to me as well. <laughs> Cool. Alright, what's the plan for Gaia in the next two to three years? Um, honestly, I don't have one. Right. Yeah, like how you just sailed through in the yeah, last five years. Right just kind of ride the wave. Yeah. I think why I say that is because when I started out, I had that plan and I had my blinkers on because once I get a plan into motion, I have my blinkers on. Yeah, That's yeah. me. I'm focused. I get that day. But things change mm. and it's such a you know we live in a world where everything changes in a split second you know social media and everything and technology just just changes you've got to adapt yeah so i don't plan two or three years down the road i plan two or three months okay cool. you know it's like yeah. okay what's next month what's next month and then let's roll from there let's see what happens let's ride the wave yeah know? what's in and then we talk about that great Although I'm very curious though, so mm. I mean we don't have plans, I mean you don't oh, yeah. have plans for Gaia, but how do you see this scaling like in the future? Would you be, I have no idea, but you know, what? Well, how do you see this growing wow. big, bigger than how it is already? Is? I don't know. Mm. I think as it is right now, we're just writing stories, telling stories, uh, talking about you know current affairs, talking about social issues. Um, we have a blog also, so if it doesn't go on the the you know magazine because there's just too many like stories to put there, we put it on the blog. Yeah. So there's a lot of stories going on. Um, I don't know. I think I hope honestly that 
uh, we can continue doing this and doing it bigger. Maybe touch on more controversial, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, topics just to get you know healthy conversations going. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and steer in the right direction and showcase to the world that no matter what we look like, who we are, what religion we may be coming from, we're all the same. Yeah, we're all the same, and we all crave for human interaction. We all crave for acceptance. We all crave for love yeah. at the end of the day. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that human connection. Is and that human connection. Is very important. Very, very yeah. important. You know, we don't live a life alone. You yeah. know? We we coexist. Yeah. We need to learn to coexist. Yeah. I learned that from my grandmother, you know. She like I said was Catholic and yeah. went to church. Uh, and then I would, you know, at such a young age, like, what's this? What's that? <laughs> you know, what's going on? Um, and she would always tell me, okay, you know, we're very different. We're different. I'm like, but we're the same, right? You don't love me, right? Such a question. And then she goes, um, yes, on the on the surface we look different, but if you cut yourself, you bleed. What you know? What color do you bleed? Is it red? What color do I bleed? Red. Same. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love how Gaia has evolved, you know, the purpose of it being from the start to now. Mm-hmm. Really the purpose is touching lives mm-hmm. right there with heart as we know. And also to show the world that uh, because, you know, ultimately, even though we're a modest fashion magazine, we our stories are geared towards the Muslim community mm. around the world. It's also to show the world that Muslims have different sides, different looks, different everything. We're not just one in the same, yeah. you know, and we're not what mainstream media may paint us to be. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're just the same. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Great. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you for sharing about Gaia and I really hope, you know, in the next two or three years it will grow bigger, it will touch more people's lives, yeah. create more connections. I think that's really awesome what you have. Thank you. Cool. All right. So some fun questions, okay? okay. Before fun. we, yeah, no, <laughs> it's not exactly like you know, it's quite time for some of the fun questions. Okay, okay, okay. But we're gonna do it, okay? What is your why? Like, what's your drive getting up in the morning every single day? Um, what's my drive? Meeting people, I think. Oh, cool. virtually, actually. Right, yeah. Because you know we get emails from everywhere, and it's so amazing to like get an email from somebody all across, like the uh, somewhere in remote US, for instance. You know, and say hi. I read your article. I read the magazine. I followed you for for years, and I love it. Blah blah blah. I want to tell my story. You know, and and that wakes that that is that's what keeps me going. You know, if it's not an email, and it's on social media. Okay. It's on yeah. social media. So it's nice. I like so waking up every morning to talk to someone. Yes. That is really cool. Yes, to talk to someone because you know we are so confined yeah. in our little world. You don't know what's out there. And how often can we travel, right? That's true. That's so true. I think social media keeps us together. Although there is a downside to it sometimes. Yeah. You know, but it keeps us close. Just focus on the upside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. I know you write stories all the time. Okay, mm-hmm. but tell us one thing that you're super proud of, that not many people know, or no one knows. No one, or not many people knows. Proud of? Yeah, something that you're, you know, something that you're really proud of, that not many people know. Wow. 
That's a tough question. Yeah, there you go. This is what we call fun. <laughs> I don't know. What am? Wow. I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> I don't know. Oh my. La, la, la. <laughs> <laughs> we can come back to this. Okay, like, okay, why don't you just put that in the back, uh, in the yeah, back yeah, of your yeah. mind? Because I have another, another really fun question. Okay. Too. Okay. What is your definition of legacy? Oh. Oh. Easier, I hope. Easier. Easier. <laughs> Easier. My definition of legacy yeah. is to leave behind a lasting impression on people. Um, and again, this is taking from my grandmother mm-hmm. because she may not have had a lot, you know, legacy like I don't know, money, fame, whatever. Mm. But when she passed away, she had seen a number of people who came okay. and she, and that was a testament. To her, you know, yeah. she touched so many lives. Yeah, and you know it was a church, but you see Muslims there, uh, Catholics, non-Catholics, everyone was there. Yeah, you know, and that was a legacy, touching someone, touching another, another person. And I think that for me, if I if have even half of that, I've lived it. Cool. Wow. Great. Now let's go back to that last Ooh. that question. Okay, maybe we can just combine this with this next one. Okay, what is your most humbling experience so far mm-hmm. in the last five years since you read Gaia? Most humbling experience. Well, that's tough too. <laughs> <laughs> maybe someone you know you probably have touched someone's. I'm I'm sure you touch people's lives every day, and that's really awesome. But maybe something that someone just came up to you and say something. Oh, there you go. Let me show there. That is something that you're proud of, right? Oh, 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 oh. okay, okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the coaching. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Um, I think. <laughs> okay. Um, most humbling and also the proudest. I think yes, combine these two, right? Um, was when I, someone came to me and said, um, I see a lot of you, your personality, and your grandmother, and your values in the magazine. Like, you put a lot of that in. You open your heart, mm-hmm. and that in turn opens the heart of other people. I was like, <gasps> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cry. <laughs> that is really awesome. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that should be something that you're, you're proud of. Maybe that's the legacy. <laughs> there you go, and it all combines. It's all yeah. put together. You know? It's all about the heart. And like yeah. I said, you know, when I going back to when we first started Gaia, you know, we had the makings of a traditional magazine, just didn't have the heart. Mm. Now I know what that it is. issue. That that issue, you were just like, mm, something's missing. Something's missing. Yeah. Yeah, it was just glad you realized that yeah. early on. Yeah. yeah. Now we know the heart is personal stories. Touching someone, helping someone through telling your own story. Yeah. And that's the beauty about stories, right? You don't know who is reading it and you have no idea who you can be touching exactly. anyway. Yeah. Perfect. Great. Awesome. Um, share us three truths or lessons. Okay. If it was your last day on earth today. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, let's let's do that again. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna read. <laughs> was it like time? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, so if it was your last day on earth, mm. and you have to leave some wisdom behind, leave some wisdom behind. Yeah. 
tell us three lessons or three truths that you can actually share with people. I can only think of one word to be honest with you. Oh wow, okay. That could be one word and then they can expand. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Love. Really, just if this was the last day, just love wholeheartedly mm. and give wholeheartedly. Uh, yeah. That's that's all that's it the is. One lesson and one it, lesson. It, it, it just wraps everything up. Yeah, because I think honestly I think we're missing that today. Mm. There's so much going on in the world. Yeah. I think we're missing that, you know, that human connection. Yeah. And then social media takes out the human connection as well. Yeah, <laughs> you know? that's true. Yeah. You know, sometimes you just need a hand to hold. Sometimes you just need a hug. Mm-hmm. That's true. I'm a hugger. I love to hug. Oh wow! Yeah. Got another hugger. So I think that's missing. You mm. know, you go. <laughs> You go to the store and if you talk to the storekeeper or the the, the, the person behind the counter, people will be like, oh, what's wrong with you? Yeah. You know, we're missing that. People yeah. are always in a rush. Yeah, that's true. I think just stop, talk to people, engage, love. Mm-hmm. See? <laughs> Very wise lesson. <laughs> it's, it's, it really is. And that's, that's, that's probably the most important, more important thing. Yes, we need more love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Awesome. Um, five seconds. You have five seconds to answer this. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be tough. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, five seconds right after I've finished my last word in this question. Who is your favorite model? Model? As in what? Fashion model? <laughs> in the world. Five seconds. <clears throat> five. Fashion model? Seriously? Yeah, okay. One model. Model? Model person? Role model? What? <laughs> In the world? Uh, <laughs> Michelle Obama. Oh wow, there you go. Yeah. You got that. You got that. Yeah. That's five seconds of under pressure. Under pressure. <laughs> Grace, beauty, wit. Yeah. Love her wit and yeah. intelligence. Yeah. yeah. And she's funny too. Yes. Great. She doesn't take herself too seriously. I know. Love that. I think that's the most important. Yeah, I need to learn that. <laughs> that is awesome. I think we all need to learn that. <laughs> yeah. Laugh it off. <laughs> It off. Great. Thank you so much, Juliana, you know, for being here, for sharing your story. You really, really touched people's hopes. <laughs> now, how can we support you? Like, how do we follow you on Instagram, oh. Facebook? What do we're, we do? We're very active on social media, so okay. Instagram, uh, at Gaia Magazine. Okay. Um, and online, we write a lot of our stories. I mean, our magazine is downloadable for free. Yeah. Again, online, or our blog also has stories. Yeah. So it's www.gaiamagazine.com. Awesome. Cool. <laughs> Great. We'll make sure we'll follow you. Then. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right.